people go on an unsubscribe binge and end up being added to more mailing lists. And by the way, that is how you get added to email mailing lists you didn't subscribe to. Before we get into today's episode, are you a fix and flipper who needs some money? You need to maybe do more deals and you're limited by the funds you have available. Well then, Fund That Flip, today's best ever sponsor, has a solution for you. And you know Fund That Flip, right? Your loyal best ever listener, the founder, Matt Rodak, he's been on the show multiple times and they have been a previous sponsor and they love working with the best ever listeners and they provide short-term fix and flip loans to experienced investors. They've got an online platform, makes the entire process super easy and you can get funded in as few as seven days. So if you're looking for a reliable funding partner, go to fundthatflip.com and mention that, well, you heard about it on the Best Ever Show. Best Ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. I hope you're having a best ever weekend because it is Sunday. we got a special segment called Skillset Sunday where we're going to teach you best practices for decluttering your email with us today to talk through that. Dmitry Leonov. How are you doing, Dmitry? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, nice to have you on the show. And a little bit about Dmitry. He leads business development, sales, and marketing at SaneBox. And SaneBox is an email filtering service. We'll let him talk a little bit more about that. He's based in Venice, California. And the whole purpose of our conversation today, best ever listeners, is to help you declutter, help me too, declutter our email. How do we declutter our email? Holy cow. I hate, hate, hate with a passion email. And I'm having to unsubscribe to newsletters that I kind of want to read, but I'm just don't want to get those emails and I think Dimitri has some solutions for us he's going to talk through. So with that being said, Dimitri, before we get into the topic at hand, how about you give us a little bit about your background? Sure. I started my career in finance, uh, investment banking, um, back before it was kind of looked down upon by everyone <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for destroying our economy. Then I spent seven years at Yahoo. I worked at a company called Overture, which got acquired by Yahoo and spent a few years there. Then did my first startup and been working on SaneBox for the last six years. Cool. All right. And what's SaneBox? We are a cloud service that helps people who get a lot of email deal with it. So we're kind of an AI, artificial intelligence solution for your inbox. We understand what email is important to you, what's not, and we move all of the noise out of your inbox and summarize it. Mm. Okay, cool. Well, it sounds like the solution that you just talked about, same box, makes sense. Let's talk about higher level, a little macro level versus this specific one solution. How about macro level? What are some best practices for decluttering our email? And definitely know that based on where you work, you've got a solution, I'm sure. But with or without this one solution, just to take a little bit more high level, what are some best practices for decluttering email? Actually, I would like to talk as little as possible about Sandbox. And really, the reason we built our tool is kind of with those best practices in mind. It's just to kind of whether or not you sign up for Sandbox, that, that doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter today. The principles behind it are the same. And really, I want to talk about the three kind of most important things. The first one is kind of a realization that 
email is like a game of Tetris. No matter how good you are at playing the game, you will <laughs> eventually lose. The faster you clear out your emails, the more emails keep coming. And so today, an average professional, meaning anybody with a desk job, really, right? Anybody who relies on a laptop or a desktop or, frankly, a phone <laughs> to, to do their work, that person spends about a third of, kind of work life dealing with our inbox, which is insane considering that it's a completely reactive activity that's nowhere in your job description. And the volume of emails keeps growing every year, about 7%. And we actually just ran some metrics that we've been tracking over the last few years. And we find that the volume of unimportant email as percentage of total keeps growing. Mm. So when we started, about 58% of oral emails were noise, so still more than half. Now it's 65. How is that defined, unimportant or noise emails? It really depends. What our software does is we look at what emails do you open, what emails do you respond to, how quickly you open them, how quickly you respond, how often, how far back the relationship goes, and so on. And we do this, by the way, without, like privacy is by far our number one priority. So we do all of this analysis without ever looking at the body of the emails. We only look at what's called the email header, which is basically just a timestamp and the subject line and some data that comes with it. We can tell what people consider unimportant based on kind of their interaction with those emails. So whenever I receive an email from a newsletter that I didn't subscribe to and I mark it spam every single time, you'll know that's unimportant to me. Not only that, if you never open it or just delete it right away, that's also a signal for not important. So basically, this we call it the signal-to-noise ratio of an average inbox just is getting worse and worse, and the volume is getting more and more. So just like in Tetris, like it's speeding up, right? So you finish your day, you clear out all your emails, you're at zero, you wake up in the morning and you're at 200 again. You never win. And so the, the lesson here is it's really, really important to kind of change the way you think about it. If you think that just kind of keeping up with it and continuing to delete and process stuff, if you feel like you're being productive and you're kind of winning, that is not the right way to think about it. You're not winning. Every minute you spend dealing with your inbox is actually a minute you're not spending focusing on your priority. Mm-hmm. And so that, that brings us to the number two, and we, we call them the three email commandments. <laughs> so the first one was that email is like Tetris. The second one is don't let email become your number one priority. This is probably the biggest takeaway. For so many of us, email is kind of this unconscious default number one priority. You wake up in the morning, you look on your phone. You open up your laptop, you open up Outlook or Gmail, and you get sucked in. And that's why we spend about a third of our time, and most of us don't even realize that a third of our work life is spent on this thing. The solution here is blocking email time. So I have an appointment at 11 o'clock every day called email time. I did it already this morning. (laughs) And by doing this, you're scheduling the amount of time you're going to spend on email. It can be a half hour, it can be an hour, it can be three hours. It depends on kind of how much email you get and how important it is to you. But again, by scheduling it and putting it into your priorities, you're being in control instead of the other way around. So what I typically do is I scan my email for important and urgent things first thing in the morning, and then I close it down and I get to work on my own priorities. And then whenever I have my email time appointment, this is my time for kind of sitting down and dealing with stuff in my inbox. And then the last piece. Real quick, on number two, I've heard block off times for email. Tim Ferriss talks about this. The reality for me is that My investors are really impressed with the responsiveness that I have when they have questions and same with my consulting clients. And I pride myself on responding quickly. 
is there a solution for me? Because it, basically what I'm saying is I need help with email, but at the same time, I'm not willing to sacrifice the almost immediate response that I give people who are directly associated or tied to my business. If it's your number one priority to be responsive, then you're in control. You're conscious about this. The issue is for so many of us, and by the way, I fall into this trap once in a while as well, we're not aware that we're living in our inbox. Mm-hmm. But if you're aware of it and it is important to you, then it's perfectly fine. So the kind of the stopgap, well, not the stopgap, I forget what's using the wrong word here. Um, the quick solution here is whenever you catch yourself in your inbox and you weren't aware that you were in your inbox, ask yourself, is this the best use of my time right now? Right. That's the real kind of question. Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, then everything is fine. I think for many of us, most of the time, the answer will be no. So that's a sign that you need to kind of close your email and look at your own to-do list. Because really, essentially, what your inbox is, is a to-do list that other people can write on. If you're only dealing with other people's priorities and not your own, there's something wrong with that. Okay. So kind of at number three, when you are kind of in that email time block, our brain tricks us because every single email interface, whether it's Gmail, Outlook, Apple Mail, iPhone, you name it, gives the same amount of space on the screen to every email. So a newsletter you never read subconsciously to your brain looks exactly like an email from your most important client. Once you kind of think about it for a split second, even you pick up the difference, but those split seconds really add up. There's a lot of research done on the decisions that need to be made. And so those are still decisions that your brain needs to process. So it's really important to understand that not all emails are created equal. And there are really three kinds. There's the noise, the unimportant stuff, there is the important and urgent, and then there's important, not urgent. Emails really need to be kind of processed and thought about completely differently. So the unimportant stuff, this is where Samebox really kind of comes into play primarily. This is our bread and butter. What we do is we analyze your inbox and move all of the noise, unimportant stuff, into a separate folder where you can scan through it. And what I do is I go through that folder once or twice a day, and if something's in the wrong place, I can just move it to my inbox or vice versa. And that immediately trains our algorithms. And then I just select all and hit delete. So I process all the noise in bulk with one click. Essentially, mm-hmm. If the noise is mixed with signal in your inbox, again, we'll get back to kind of that processing and decision making. So you have to kind of think about, hey, is this important or not? And all those interruptions really, really, really add up. The important and urgent stuff. So these are the fires that you really need to deal with right now. And then the important, not urgent If this is something you'll deal with today, you can leave it in your inbox. But for so many of us, a lot of these not urgent but important emails, you're not going to work on them until tomorrow or next week. And we tend to leave them in our inbox. And again, it forces our brain to look at them every time we open our inbox and again, try to decide, hey, do I need to deal with this now? And so the solution here is snoozing, moving those emails out of your inbox until you're ready or until the emails become active. And we have a couple of solutions for that as well. So you can move it into a folder called tomorrow, for instance, and it's going to disappear out of your inbox and pop back in your inbox tomorrow morning. And you can also customize for next week or any time frame you can think of. So essentially, by doing these steps, the only emails left in your inbox will be the ones that you will deal with today. And this is the important stuff that you need to spend your time on. Mm-hmm. And can I touch on something you mentioned earlier? Please. You want to subscribe from emails that you don't want to see anymore? So this is, by the way, very, very dangerous. And we see this with our customers all the time. People go on an unsubscribe binge and end up 
being added to more mailing lists. And by the way, that is how you get added to email mailing lists you didn't subscribe to. Basically, when you're unsubscribing from someone, you're really relying on their integrity. Because what you just did is you flagged yourself as, number one, a human, and number two, a human who cares about their email. So you become a spammy marketer's dream come true. <laughs> so one of the features we built is, is called Black Hole. It's another folder that lives in your email. And if you move an email into the Black Hole folder, all future emails from that sender go straight to trash. So it's kind of like unsubscribing, but just much easier, safer, faster. Mm -hmm. What I used to do, I might change my approach now. What I used to do is if there's not an easy way to unsubscribe, like a one-click unsubscribe, then I just always mark it spam. And then that usually takes care of it. But I understand your point because sometimes there's the unsubscribe and you have to re-enter your email address. And that doesn't sit right with me. I feel like they're wanting to now capture my email address because some reason they didn't have it, or maybe they're putting on a new list or something. I never re-enter my email address. Even if they don't ask for that, I would still be careful. So we got three steps to decluttering your inbox. That is one realization that email is a game of Tetris. I love that analogy. Two, don't let email become your number one priority Thank you. Please keep on preaching, baby. I love that one. <laughs> and number three, not all emails are created equal. For number three, if they don't use your service, how can you implement that approach without using something like Samebox? A couple of ways. Gmail has Gmail tabs, which fortunately for us, unfortunately for, <laughs> for people who use them, don't work that well. It's not really personalized. And this, so this is why kind of our solution has been more effective is we actually look at how you interact with your email, again, without ever looking at the body of this email, just the headers. You could use Gmail tabs. And with the snoozing, this is probably an important one, create a folder called defer or, or snooze, whatever you want to call it, in your email. And emails that are not urgent move them into that folder. The only kind of catch is you would have to remember to go through that folder periodically and check to see when they become actionable. That's definitely a best practice. To try not to leave those lingering emails in your inbox because it just forces you to think about them every time you look at them. Dimitri, is there anything else that we haven't discussed as it relates to decluttering our inbox that you wanted to talk about? One thing to add, for so many of us, and especially folks in the real estate community, we rely on newsletters, right? There's a lot of valuable stuff that comes into play. And one of the things we hear from customers is newsletters aren't bad. You subscribe to them, or even if you didn't, sometimes there's value. The key is to read them in the right context. So when you're in a frame of mind to read newsletters, you want to be able to read newsletters. And so that's why what we do is so helpful because we kind of, we group all that stuff into a separate place. And whenever you're in the newsletter reading mode or kind of just information gathering mode, right? You can do that. The only real problem is in an inbox where everything is in one place, it's just really hard for our brain to differentiate those different modes. And so I'd say don't hate email. <laughs> and I would even say don't hate all, of, I guess what some people call junk, but really newsletters, let's call it informational email. It's all about kind of the right context and using it at the right time in the right place. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Well, Dimitri, where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you or your company? Sanebox.com. So 
like insane box, but the opposite of insane. If you have any questions about us or just about email in general, we have an amazing support team that's gotten really good at fixing email-related problems. So basically what happens is anytime anything goes wrong with someone's email, they always blame us just because we're an email company. And so we've gotten really good at solving problems that have nothing to do with us. So if you have any questions at all, just reach out, support at sanebox.com. Excellent. Well, Dimitri, thanks again for walking us through the three commandments of decluttering our inbox. As I summarized earlier, realization that email is a game of Tetris. The faster you clear, the more they keep coming. One solution I've implemented for that is Boomerang, where I can delay the responses even though I actually send it. I just delay when it gets sent out. That helps, so it's not a game of email ping pong. Two is don't let email become your number one priority. Blocking time works for some people, depending on their business. Others, myself included, I respond immediately to certain people, my investors and my clients. Those are immediate. And I guess my mom and dad. (laughs) Besides that, I would like to block off time to address everyone else just so that it doesn't become my number one priority. And then three is not all emails are created equal. So you gave us some suggestions for that. And in case my fiance is listening, I will also include her in people I immediately respond to. So, <laughs> so with that being said, Dimitri, thank you for being on the show. I hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You want to get better at negotiating real estate? Well, how about do you want to get better at negotiating real estate for free? Even better, right? Well, go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has partnered with best-selling author Jay Scott to provide you with a free chapter from Jay's new book on negotiating real estate. I've read the book. Lots of good real-world case studies sprinkled in there too. I love it when they do that. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever to download your free copy of the chapter today. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellyn.com forward slash show. That's dot com forward slash show.